Flapping your gums with Vinny and Hesse. Yeah! All right, all right, we are back, guys. Vinny is uh, here with us, flapping your gums, and we have a guest. What's Aaliyah up? Miller. What's up? All right, here we go. What's up? So this uh, this is pretty exciting. See, I'm stoked. Nothing worked the way he said it was going to work. I, I totally missed I mean, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, what's about to go. Because then Vinny's like, and who are you dude. again? Are you yeah, Hesse? I had it all planned in my mind. Well, there you know who I am. You said I got to talk less, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I had it all planned out in my mind, and then right before we do it, Vinny goes, "Hey, you should do it this way." And then, of course, it's gonna mess. It just messes you up. So I think Aaliyah uh, understood what I was saying. She understood I what I was doing. I did. That's I did. cool. Well, Aaliyah's here, so we got her. All right. So, uh, nice to have Aaliyah. you on the show, Aaliyah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Dude, this is pretty cool. We're pretty pumped up about it. We'll be able to really get some stuff going here too. She, uh, well, let's let's go. We were talking about your last. You have an episode that has like eighteen thousand views or something. So yeah. So, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! An episode of what? It's uh, a podcast. A, a podcast. You have a podcast. Um, well, okay. So I used to host a podcast. I am currently not hosting it, but I've been a guest on. A number of podcasts at this point and I was on a podcast called counterculture um, maybe seven or eight months ago and most of their videos you know they get a couple hundred views maybe a thousand um, my episode with them I think last time I looked was up to 18,000 views well good um, that's good for us yeah. we might well, get we might so break a hundred more here's the catch <laughs> I think it's up that high because we recorded barefoot with our feet on camera. <laughs> Foot fetish. So it's like that, uh, yeah, what's that website called where they, they do feet? Feet Finder? Yeah, Feet Finder. There you go. Yeah. So people were able to, up on how long, Finder. <laughs> how long was the episode? Uh, it was like 90 minutes maybe. Yeah, so they got an hour and a half of free love. feet. Oh, free feet yeah. for an hour and a half. We should have charged for it. Missed opportunity. Oh my gosh. John, <laughs> we're going to have to start doing our podcast with our feet. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. I don't know that it, I don't know that we'll get the same uh, We might get same, two more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might lose a couple when we start putting our feet up on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between dude's feet and women's feet for sure so there were a lot I mean, of comments on the youtube video the the hosts are a guy and a girl and everybody was like oh girls feet are beautiful that guy needs to get his yeah, feet out of the video I can see that for sure yeah <laughs> dude it's like you know there's there's nothing pleasant about a dude's feet they got long toes and just i mean even even if they don't have like the weird long like man toes then it's like they're the exact opposite and they look like hobbit feet <laughs> it's like the you know it's all super short and you got hairy knuckles and yeah it's just so I we might have to come up with a theme for men's feet you know you might have to do like food or you know just smashing them around in something i don't know <laughs> just like oh, working man. them in there, there there's so many so many opportunities there that you could go for. i know feet finder Some great stuff um, yeah feet finder so I guess if all else fails, if we get midway through this, we might have Aaliyah just kick her feet up on the table here. <laughs> that would work. Let's see where That'd we work. go, huh? 
All right. So, well, Aaliyah, so she is now, we get to do it live, which is cool, because she now is a Fallon resident of Fallon America awesome. here where I live. But uh, let's let's talk a little bit about you. So, um, first of all, thank you for the full update on the pre one. That's rad. So that worked out real well. Uh, I was looking for just like the your Instagram stuff, and then you were like, bam, hammering it oh, down. So well, I got to study it up. No, I follow instructions. I know she's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the smart ones, dude. We got a smart one on here. I know. So we got to keep it together. <laughs> I get it. We're gonna have to change the name. Flapping your gums with Hessie, Vinny, and Aaliyah. Like she's gonna run this. Yeah, she's gonna run this thing. Rolling. Keep her rolling. So let's hear. Let's just start out. Uh, you know, like we were talking about, like growing up. Uh, I get. You know, you're how old you are and stuff like that. Let's kind of hear. Let's kind of get a background on you, and we'll kind of roll into it that way. All right. So I am Aaliyah. I'm 31 years old. I'll be 32 and. A little over a month. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah thirty-two. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, she's still yeah. It's young. Hey, in CrossFit, that's old. I'm an old woman. Yeah. I compete against like eighteen, nineteen-year-olds. There was a girl at my competition at Wadapalooza last week that was fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, I think. And you're in your division. Yeah. Dude, that seems like I feel like there's such a disadvantage of that. Like, think about yeah, like you're super fit. So for for the listeners, uh, Wadapuza is in Miami. It's a CrossFit competition. It's huge, and uh, so there's like uh, what, how many days? Three days? Four days? Uh, it was four days total. I competed for two days. Yeah. So, and Aliyah qualified for the elite. So they break it down in. Different categories, so that's like the best. Yeah, it's the highest water, level. The highest level of water loser. So they have to swim out in the bay, and it's like this huge. You guys can look it up, because we can spend all day talking about that one. But uh, I feel like when when you're in a competition like that, and there's a 14, 16, whatever year old, there's like a huge. I mean, the mental part of it's probably you got a little more advantage on that, but the body wise, yeah, is, <laughs> dude, that's it's this night and day. You have to think. That, I imagine what I don't even know. Imagine what your recovery would have been if you were doing this at, at 15? fifteen. Yeah, I know. If <laughs> I there think is, about that every day. it's probably a recovered <laughs> by the next workout. You're like, Man, but your recovery go. would be good. But how, like your uh, your muscle building? I mean, by the time you're fourteen, I mean, how much muscle? I mean, have you really built up and and stamina? And I mean, I guess a fourteen-year-old stamina never. I mean, they don't even know what that is because it's just. It's just going all the time, but I mean, just, just the muscle stuff, like on your lifts and your, you know, anything like that. Like, you know what you can do and technique and stuff. But does a fourteen-year-old really have the same strength? I guess would be the question I'm asking. On so here's the scary part. Um, I am one of the stronger athletes when it comes to like the highest level of CrossFit. Right. Um, this 15-year-old athlete outlifts me. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I, they haven't even had enough time in their life to get enough protein to build the muscles up, I would think. I mean, <laughs> when I was 14, I was like, I don't know, riding no, bikes probably, and playing tennis. We probably don't want to hear some of this story when you were 14. <laughs> Neither. I was a good kid. I was a good kid when I was 14. 
Oh, that's what we're doing. Dude, this show is about facts. It's facts. I was a good 14 years old. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't start, I didn't even start CrossFit until I was 30, what, 38, 39? Yeah. So yeah, I 38. got me into CrossFit. That's awesome. And, because uh, mm. there was a picture, and I don't know how, that wasn't really what started it, but. There yeah, was it was. A, uh, wow. There was a, uh, that one I can't go on, that's it, my apologies. I don't want to get the garage door open enough. <laughs> oh man! Because Tasha's out making our bets. So yeah, you're welcome. We got our NFL bets. Play it, play it. But thank you, Tasha. Thank yeah. you. So Overall, Sean would so, come and visit, and yeah. he would be like, "Come on, dude, you can come work out with us. You can come work out with us." I have never worked out a day in my life. Uh, recently divorced at the time, and it was like, "I no, it's fine." So he drags me down to this, you know, CrossFit gym that we have here, and it's nothing compared to what you guys work out in. I've been there, and uh, so I go and I do this workout, and it's nothing but arms. I can't do a pull up. They put me in the corner, and and when Sean and Tasha showed up, you know, it was like welcome back, Sean. It was a Sean and Tasha show. Like everybody, I mean, look at him. He's a specimen. I mean, there's we don't have that kind of stuff here. We don't have athletes. We've got you know we got guys that go and work out so they can eat nachos at lunch. You know what I mean? It's just it's just that kind of that kind of gym, but. I'm over in the corner trying to do these pull-ups. We were doing, uh, you had to do, what was it? 10 push-ups and 10 pull-ups. Nine, or not push-ups, sorry, uh, bench press. We had to do 10 bench press, 10 pull-ups. Nine bench press, 10 pull-ups. Eight, so the bench press went down, but your pull-ups went up. I couldn't do a pull-up to save my life. Two years later, my arms still hurt from doing those pull-ups. Like, it was unreal. And it was like, yeah, I I mean, you know, and don't get me wrong. Sweeney is a phenomenal coach. Like I've gone there a few times and I've learned so much, so much, but it was, it was that kind of deal. And Sean's just going through all this stuff and yeah, it was rough. I was 217 pounds, 38 years old. And the, the one picture that I sent Sean, it was probably a month, maybe a month into me actually going to CrossFit every day. And he goes, dude, it looks like you're eating babies. Like I had too tight of a shirt on. It was, it was a rough picture. Well, I don't know if the, if the shirt was too tight or if you just grew into the shirt. Well, but either way, like, I shouldn't have like been wearing just, that shirt. It looked like he just got done doing a workout, and so he was like bent back and like puffing and puffing. It looked like so then like he's just like, and I'm like, dude, it looks like you've been eating babies, bro. And so uh, yeah, well, but you're into it now. But Aaliyah is a fit fit person so I feel like she has no sympathy for us in our stories actually she's that much fitter than we are except that she had to go work out and water pose it with a 14 15 year old that could be more than her and she's super strong so I I feel scared for that generation coming up yeah it's gonna be scary yeah um but no I I get it because when I started CrossFit I'm I'm only 5'4 and when I started CrossFit, I was uh, almost 190 pounds in a bad way. In a, yeah, that's, I understand that's bad you way. You were 5'4? 5'4, 190 pounds. So how old were pounds of Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> Body built by Taco Bell. Taco oh, how man, old were you when you go. started doing CrossFit? Um, let's see. I started in. 
2014, maybe. So I was 22. Yeah. So 10 years ago. Mm, 10 years ago. Yeah. But so, on, okay. like Sean said, we need to kind of start. Like you were born in California. Well, that's yes. what I was going to go back to. Yeah, yeah, we need you, to go. We need you, to start uh, from the beginning. My bad. Yeah, but well, we yeah, we're all a butterfly squirrel. Just chasing. But you also you said that you didn't have much time, like fun time as a kid, because you were a competitive dancer. Yeah. So growing up, I was a competitive dancer and a competitive gymnast. Um, I started dance when I was probably like one or two years old. My older brother and sister were both, <coughs> were both dancers. Um, so basically, as soon as I was old enough to go into the baby class, <laughs> um, I started at a dance studio, started gymnastics maybe a couple years after that. Mm. Um, and then I think I started competing in gymnastics first and then a couple years later started competing in dance and I competed in both for a while um, and then got to a point where I just didn't have time to do both anymore so I had to choose one or the other. Um, my brother and sister were both still dancing so I wanted to dance with my brother and sister so I quit gymnastics and just focused on dance. Uh, I was maybe like 11 or 12 at that point. And so you have a, a brother and a sister, both older. How how much older are they? My sister is about two years older than me, and my brother is about four years older than me. Okay. Yeah. So when you quit doing gymnastics, what was the what did you like? What was your best part of gymnastics? Did you do rings? Did you do uh, bars? Like, or were you so, just tumbling? Uh, girls in gymnastics don't do rings, so I never did anything on the rings until I started CrossFit. Um, oh, okay. I did uh, floor, which is like tumbling. Okay. I did vault, beam, and uneven bars. And my, I don't even know what my best event was. I love uneven Maybe bars. Uneven that's bars. where you have that's where you have the two bars, and you can like swing around the one, and then you fly off the one, and you drop down to the next one. Like, yeah. I think when, that's that's one. I like that one. I do like the ring the ring situation too, but. I think the that uneven bar stuff is, I think that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And sometimes I look back and wish that I had picked gymnastics instead of dance. Well, now that you're um, doing CrossFit, yeah, that would that would come in <laughs> handy a lot with, uh, with, with some of the stuff that we do here. I mean. Yeah, like, but even in, so like the, the gym that I was at for gymnastics, it was a pretty high level gym. Uh, I was out in California and we had a lot of girls at our gym that would end up going to um, like Olympic qualifiers or Olympic trials, whatever they, whatever they call it, I don't know. Um, Sounds about right, yeah, Olympic trials. And, so and this like was out my, of Modesto. Yeah, Modesto, California. Um, I was at USA Elite Gymnastics and when I was a, like a sophomore or junior in high school, I was watching the Olympic trials on TV and watching, you know, girls that I used to compete against at the Olympic oh, trials man. on TV. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's big time right there. So cool. did, uh, with, when you, when you did the, what was it the sawhorse? Or what is that one called? The vault. The vault. Did you ever run and like mess up and run into it? 
No, but so I. I I wanted to ask the question too. I had that. Honestly, probably at some point I did. I don't remember. But I do know um, my concentration face, I would stick my tongue out. Okay, yeah. Michael Michael Jordan style? (laughs) My coach would always (laughs) yell at me that I was going to bite my tongue off because I would run full speed toward the vault with my tongue out. Oh, man. Dude, mine was not quite that extreme. My tongue would come out when I was drawing. So I don't think I had to worry about losing my tongue on that one. <laughs> you no, no. Because good thing you didn't run into it. You probably would have known because you yeah. missed some part of your tongue. So maybe you never did. Oh, my goodness. So you lived in Modesto. Like, Did you go all the way through high school in Modesto? Or did you guys yeah, move Yeah, I actually there? I went to school in Escalon, which is about... 10 minutes north of Modesto. It's a small little farm town. Uh, my mom taught at the school district the school district in Escalon. So okay. I went to school in Modesto until like third grade. And then I went over to Escalon and went through high school in Escalon. Um, and then just, after, what was that? Oh, no, go ahead. It was just a kind of funny thing. I was going to say, so you got to, your mom had to drive you to school every day until you were, junior in high school yeah until I was a senior in high school because I was always really young I didn't get my license until I was a senior in high school and there's actually a funny story about that Um, I was I had just gotten my license and I was driving to school one day and I left the house about five minutes before my mom and to get from our house to Escalon was just like back roads you know like speed limits 55 whatever and I was listening to my music, having a good time, not paying attention to how fast I was going. And I ended up getting pulled over <laughs> for speeding. I was, I think I was doing like 73 and a 55. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that I was just so like into my music, whatever. And I see these cop lights behind me and I'm like, oh shit. So um, <clears throat> I get pulled over. Your mom drives by and you're in cuff over the hood. Never <laughs> going too fast. She wasn't getting drug busted. She well, she was 73 to 55. Oh I mean, that's, that's excessive, you know? You're, you're, you're ruining this. You're, I'm sorry. You're ruining the punchline. All right. So I'm pulled over. The cop is pulled over behind me. And my mom, a couple minutes later, right. is driving by and sees me pulled over. So she freaks out. She pulls up behind the cop pinning him between yeah. my car and her car. Yeah, oh my. So the cop is like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Oh, Why is he's on high alert. My car. <laughs> so he freaks out, goes and talks to her and she's like, oh, that's my daughter. Like her father and I are going to have a, a talking yeah. to when she gets home and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting in my car bawling. <laughs> I was yeah. so scared. Um, and the cop he, he talks to my mom for a couple minutes and then he comes over and he's like well I'm going to let you off with a warning because it sounds like your parents are going to take care yeah. of it when you get home <laughs> hey good job mom yeah. thanks you know shoot yeah, yeah. so and then I yeah. got home that night and of course my mom told my dad um, so then my dad made me calculate how much time I would have gained going the speed that I was going versus going the speed limit to get to school. And that's <laughs> why you're smarter than both of us. 
was. It was like three minutes yeah. or something like that. Because like how, how far was it? Because the distance wasn't as far. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'd be I'd be a little more embarrassed if my mom if mom pulled oh, up. Oh, I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I'd be like, just give me the ticket, tell her to go away. Give me the ticket, tell her to go away. That is not my mother. I don't know who that lady is. Let the dog out. Get that canine unit out of there. I don't know who that is. You might want to check her. She's a crazy woman. I've never seen her a day in my life. So you went all the way through there through high school. And then after high school, so you were doing dance at 11. So how was your dance competitions going from, I guess, middle school through high school? Like, were you competitive dancing? Yeah, so I was a competitive dancer um, probably for like eight or nine years total. I, I danced and what kind for of about dance 15 years. Uh, I did oh, wow. tap, jazz, ballet, modern, hip-hop, point, all of it. <laughs> um, Dang. Sounds like Alexa. But then you went yeah. through, so you, you got out of that. You kind of, it, it, it's kind of the, a drastic little change you got there because you go from... You're a competitive dancer, gymnast. Sophomore year, you decide to stop doing it and just decide to get into drama and yearbook. Yeah, that seems kind of a, <laughs> a huge flop. So I it's not a left huge flop. Studio, dude. You went from tennis to yearbook. I was tennis was and different. yearbook. I was tennis so, yearbook yeah. and drama. I was in the school play. Oh, you I, did drama too. I was, uh, we don't know. I did the play. I did stage crew. Does that count? You were, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. it does. I mean, I really, you were one of the weirdest <laughs> no, things yeah. in drama. He was too oh, cool. Yes. He was too, he was the, he was the, you know, that kid in school when you have the athlete that just walks around and everybody's like, oh, Sean. That was him. That was him all the way through high school. He was, he was the basketball player. He was the football player. He was the, he was a kid that could talk his way out of five minutes, ten minutes early out of class with any teacher. He'd be like, yeah, hey, I gotta, gotta go. Do that. <laughs> I gotta go do some, setting up some stage stuff See, for drama. I, I was the weirdo <laughs> that was too smart for my own good, and I had no friends because of it. Oh, man. <laughs> if we were in drama, we'd have been friends. <laughs> well, I, I wish I would have been. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Sean was the muscle. There was only, he was the muscle. There was only, yeah, was and there was the some muscle. hot chicks in it, too. So. I mean, his freshman right. year, he was a stick. He was just a pure oh stick his freshman year. He, he had yeah. he had nothing going. By the time he was a senior, he was he was a Will Smith of uh, Sevier County over mm-hmm. here. So. They put a lot of gym time in. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, I quit dance. I, there was just there was a lot of drama at my dance studio, and I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, so I quit dance and went into drama club because I never had time to do like any school activities when I was dancing because I would be at the studio. Right. Basically, as soon as I got out of school, I would go straight to the studio, and I was there until nine nine thirty every night. Um, and so when I quit dance, I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually do like school activities. So I joined the drama club. Um, I co-directed a play. Oh wow! Yes. Cool. And and acted in it. Not oh. well. What play? What play? <laughs> what oh, play God. was it? Um, I can't remember. No, mine was Bye Bye Birdie. So I, I remember. We mine. did not do Bye Bye Birdie. I know that much. Our school could yeah. not afford to pay for actual legitimate plays. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't know. I, our school probably didn't pay for it. They probably just printed it <laughs> off the internet. I mean, Podunk, Utah. Nobody's gonna come here and be like, well, "Hey, you, you can't like do they that." Couldn't pay for it because like copyright stuff. Yeah, like the uh, the school has to pay they to gotta use pay. Those, yeah, it's like that stuff. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, they and I'm pretty sure ours did yeah, buy by sure. Birdie because it's so old. It was probably cheap yeah. as crap. <laughs> Open source. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not it like you're doing to... cats or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Open source because it's like gone. Sean, yeah. Cats is a Broadway yeah. show. They do Broadway. Know. It's called we're Cats. Talking, we're talking about what you call it? What you say? Open it's, source. That's not the right term no, for it. Uh, public domain. Yeah, that's public domain. Is. So she's talking about public domain because it's like after so many years, if it's yeah. so old, then you don't have to buy the right. Like seven yeah. wives for seven <laughs> brothers, that kind of old stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that. Kind of but yeah, so, so we did we did a couple just like never heard of them before like it, yeah, yeah it was but it was fun but you wrote one uh, I didn't write it I, I directed, directed it directed it okay, yeah I got you um, uh, that'd be fun to you it but was did you direct fun. anything Vinny no I was just like a I, I didn't even make I didn't even make it as a as a I was like a second hand or whatever you call tree. it cast member. <laughs> no, I was a I was a, a dancer. With the... <laughs> no, it's it's not elementary school, bro. I think. But dude, no, I think I I don't think I did. I think I went in to the like the drama to see like what plays and stuff. And then as I sat there and they have to go over all the lines and try to memorize all the lines stuff like that. I just was like, I don't think I can do that. I tried know, out. Like, I didn't make time, it, didn't. but. Because yeah. the, the memorization stuff, but I guess maybe now as I think of it, because I'm super good at, like, if it's a movie, I can memorize a movie. I yeah. wish everything was learned like a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or for some people, I don't know, I, it could probably be different for you or something, but like, I could watch a movie, if it's a good movie, even if it's a crap movie, I feel like <laughs> I still, for some reason, am able to remember like yeah. lines on it and parts on it and basically I could tell you the movie from start to, to yeah. end but like if I was to take a play or something like that and have to read through it be like okay here's your parts memorize these I'd be like oh shit <laughs> like, can you can you give it to me in a movie and then like I could be that <laughs> you person know, you know, know a play is just like a real life movie right? correct but I would <laughs> right, need I, like I would need to watch the movie and then see like <laughs> what parts were mine and then I it would be like, well, I'm just gonna wait. Like, that's like, no, like, Sean no, would be Sean Hesse would be, Hesse would be more ad lib. He'd be a lot of ad lib. Like he yeah, could do I a could total do movie. I think he so. could ad lib. But if you do a play and you gotta wait for somebody to finish their line before you start your line, <laughs> like I think that's and I I would I I agree with him 100. percent You're thinking of their line so much that when they stop, there's gonna be like probably a five second pause. Be like, oh, it's my turn. Like that's yeah. where you're like, okay. Yeah, like I'm trying just to go through. through the movie in my head. And then but if you can add lib oh, it, that's yeah, you can do it. I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So yeah. you just want to yep. be like Zach Galifianakis, just improv all your lines all the time. Perfect. Yeah, Will so Ferrell, all those guys. Yeah, that. Will Ferrell. Yeah, I'll be down with that. All right, so after right, high school. So, so we're in the, we're, we just got any yearbook. What page did you do in yearbook? Oh, I was the editor in chief. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was the editor of the yearbook. Oh, gosh, dang it. I did all the pages. Okay, but let's go. What year were you, Vinny? What year were you, the editor uh, of your yearbook? Was in, it would have been uh, 95, 96. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Do you even want to know what yeah, years I Yeah, we got to hear yours. we got to talk about age difference here. I was the editor from 2008 to 2009. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dang. Oh, we're old, bro. We're I already old. had... Well, I had... I had I had uh, three kids by that by 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting my license and getting pulled yeah, out on the way yeah. to school. Yeah, you were probably getting pulled over while he was in there having a cabin out, watching the kid another wow. kid cabin out, second one out. Third, <laughs> oh, 2008 third was third. <laughs> Nearly just getting pulled over first time. Just got our license. Oh boy, that's a rough crowd there. Holy cow! Uh, so then. Uh, so, so then we went. Uh, sorry, I had to, there was a fire call coming. See, this is this is where this his brain doesn't work just to flow through <laughs> things. He's got to have well, something written no, down. I was, there was a gotta, fire call. So fire call. Monitoring, monitoring the fire call here. See what it was. So yeah, you can no. Hassie's a volunteer firefighter. It's not like he talks about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. She's making it up. I only use it. I only use it at the gym when to get we're, out. We're forty episodes. We're forty-eight episodes in. I'm pretty sure it's been no, brought Aaliyah's, up a few times. Aaliyah's new, and so she really hammers me at the gym, and uh, so I use the fire calls so I can get out of working out with her. Yeah, he claims would, there's fire calls so he doesn't have to do yoke holds with me. Yeah. He likes hey, yokels. Trust me, he loves yokels. I gotta go. Now, if there save lives. If there was, yeah. if there was more Choose than wisely. twenty burpees, he's out. <laughs> yeah. Choose wisely which ones that I'm not gonna pick. Yeah, and we did yokels. Wait, we do the yokels. All right, so uh, we we go through yearbook, and then now we're hitting so college because you're smart. So here we go, UC Davis. Yep, went yeah. to UC Davis. Um, I don't know where that is. It's in Davis, California. Okay. It's right outside of Sacramento. Okay, so a little bit northern or central? Um, it's like northern central California. So the nice, the nice part. <laughs> the yeah. nice part of California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not nice where night. we grew up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, went to UC Davis. Uh, what did you go ROTC. for? ROTC. So I started out as a molecular biology major. Jeez, I'm out. And <laughs> I you got to do math. Wait, gonna, no, just, wait, so, wait. Is there math involved? Because <laughs> yes. I'm out. <laughs> wait, did you use a calculator? Did you, did you, and they didn't have chat GBT or whatever, Siri no. and all that stuff. No, but see, oh, the difference is when I went to college, we had calculators versus oh. when you went to college, it was probably like an abacus. No, I didn't go to college. Well, it yeah. would have been an abacus. Was, I don't know, yeah. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> you know, Sean, let me ask you yeah, this. Do you know what an abacus is? is? Okay. Yeah, all right. Just check it. Yeah, I knew no, what it was. He just, dude, he didn't know. Yeah, he just looked it up. Wow, it's I didn't look it up. I got notes on my phone. I didn't look. I knew what it was. <laughs> he tried to give me with the abacus. I got but it. I am. I, I probably uh, use the abacus before he would. For sure. Yeah. But I started nice. out molecular biology. I was pre-med. Uh, my plan was to go to med school after college. I got through... I think my sophomore year, and uh, went through or organic chemistry, uh, almost failed organic chemistry, had uh, 
quarter life crisis, maybe mm. at 20, 20 years old. Like I feel like probably yeah. <laughs> being in that kind of school and going for medical stuff, I think it's probably. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> that's typical. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, and then decided. All that math. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I decided to change my major from molecular biology to neurobiology because for the neurobiology degree, you didn't have to take physical chemistry. And after organic chemistry, I wanted nothing to do ever again with chemistry. So I switched to neurobiology so that I didn't have to take physical chemistry. Neurobiology, is that the brain? Yes. So what, what, uh, what were you looking at, like going into? Um, like, so like I wanted to be like, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Okay. Um, and for a while, I wanted to be a pediatric neurosurgeon. Mm. Um, I did a internship program through the UC Davis Medical Center, where I got to shadow different surgical teams. Um, it was like a four or six month program, something like that. So did you get to go in there and see them? Do it. Yeah, I got to be in the operating room. I watched. Uh, I watched an above the knee amputation. I watched a pediatric heart surgery, open heart surgery. Um, I watched a. What else did I see? I don't know. I saw a lot of stuff. So I no saw brain stuff. I saw a brain surgery. Oh, okay. So on uh, some of them, is this is this a thing? Like I've seen on some where they. They stay awake. Yeah. Is that because is that for what's you know what the re is that because they don't want to like they want to make sure they're not like cutting something out or doing something that is causing them to stop something else. Yeah, I think for some brain surgeries that is the case where the patient has to stay awake um, to make sure that they're in the right spot and like you said not like hitting something. So the left side. So the left side of their face is <laughs> <laughs> they want to make sure that they're not cutting the wrong, the wrong nerves yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. right? To make sure yeah, but that they're working like, in the right area. I feel that's like, yeah, but what happens if you do it? Well, but I think sometimes they have to stay awake because, like, what they're trying to do or trying to fix, they need the patient awake to, to make it. sure that it's working. Oh, I got you. Um, like, oh, can you feel your left foot now? They're like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I got it. That's weird. Dude. Yeah. Imagine that's crazy. Like, I've seen brains but they're out usually out of the skull by the time I get there but there's that firefighter we'll stuff again <laughs> <laughs> that, that's cool okay so so intern went through that and now so. yep so um, after I graduated from college so I did ROTC while I was an undergrad and mm -hmm. I commissioned into the California Army National Guard after I graduated um, I was a medical service officer, and I was planning on taking a year to uh, study for the MCAT, take the MCAT, apply to med school, and I had asked one of my professors um, for a letter of recommendation when I applied to med school, and she offered me a job in her research lab. She had a neurobiology research lab, um, and I had never done research before. But I was like, hey, that's cool. I need money to pay rent. Yeah. So, that's yeah, nice. let's do it. <laughs> um, so I started working in her research lab. And <clears throat> we studied um, synaptic development in autism and schizophrenia. So that was my first experience in scientific research. 
and I worked in her lab for three years. Uh, during that time, I applied to med school. Uh, <laughs> I took out a loan to apply to med school. It was about a little under five grand. Uh, I applied to 42 or 43 med schools. Wait, is that because you got to pay to yeah. apply? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have to pay twice. You have to oh, pay for your gosh, primary application, and then you have to pay again for your secondary application. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, applied to 40-something med schools, um, didn't get in anywhere. Didn't even get an interview anywhere. So, so what, what, okay. So what, I guess, the, the, my question would be, you're put in the application, so is it like a job? Like they go through all your credentials and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, well, this person, do they look at like previous schooling Yeah, scores, so they look at your grades, stuff? they look at your test scores, they look at your extracurriculars, They you have to answer a bunch of essay questions. Like it's a whole process. Because I feel like they'd be like, sure, come on in, pay us. <laughs> pay us to come to our school. And do well, but. med schools, like the... The number of applicants that they get every year is like astronomical. Yeah. Okay. And basically, if you don't have a 4.0 and perfect test scores and a bunch of extracurriculars, like president of this club and you know volunteer community service, all that stuff. If you your book editor that, didn't get you anything. Dude, yeah. What's going <laughs> no. On with that? Dude. Man. Your book um, editor and drama. Dude. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I definitely, that's, I, I, I was out, like, in the first one. Yeah, I, well, and I didn't, I didn't have the best grades in college. I think I graduated with, like, a 3.6 or a 3.7. God, it's terrible. And, like, if you don't have a 4.0, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, med schools won't even I mean, what a joke. I had a 3.9999, I mean, they were like, no. I thought we're, we're not taking smart it. people on here. 3.7. <laughs> oh Jeez. Uh, anyway, so. You know, what, you want to hear a little saying? Yeah. That I always tell my daughter. So she. Sees get degrees? She just definitely not get it from her dad. Uh, she's a straight A student. And that's. I'm not tooting my own horn. Nothing. Has nothing to do with me. <laughs> but when she goes through her score stuff, I'll tell her, be like, you know what they don't like giving out? And she'd be like, Dad, I know D minuses. Well, that's right. You know how hard it is to get a D minus? <laughs> and, dude, so, because I told her, I'm like, it's, you know, joking with it, like, that's what Dad got. Like, yeah. that's a tough one. They don't like giving those out. <laughs> and so, when she's telling me a report card over their A's, then I'll be like, yeah. And then she's like, I know, Dad. So, yeah, all right. That's I just want to step that in. They don't like giving those out. I bet you never got one. I've never got a D. I know. Minus. Never got a D. Never got a D minus. Dude, that's, that's like playing with fire, right? That's like roulette. You gotta be. You know, I'll bet Vinny never even got one. I'll be look at the percentage. It's probably easier to get an A than a D minus. <laughs> no. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 3.7. Here we go. <laughs> Moving on. So I didn't get into med school. Can't get you into Harvard or Um, good med schools. But through you know having to answer forty plus times, why do you want to be a doctor? I was like, wow, maybe I don't actually want to be a doctor. And so I think it was just like when I was a kid, like you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the options that everybody knows as a kid is like doctor, astronaut, president. Lawyer. What else is there? Athlete, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Athlete so, lawyer. So did uh, did 
did anything, did it like bother you? Did anything bother you as in uh, like blood, guts? So not originally, but the older I've gotten, the more squeamish I've gotten. Okay. Um, Like I was able to stand in the operating room when I was going through that internship program and watch these surgeries, no problem. And now like somebody starts bleeding and I get a little nauseous. So now, does it do the same effect on yourself? You yeah. Know, some people don't like seeing their own blood. Yeah, I oh, freak no. out. Yeah. Okay. I like when I get when I get blood drawn, I have to lay down, mm. and I've actually passed out Uh-oh. from getting blood drawn. Oh, okay, so it's big. So, yeah. yeah. So apparently, God was watching out for He's like, yeah, you probably better not be a surgeon because <laughs> when you're when you're you would have been full into it. Yeah. Thirty years old, be like full <laughs> surgeon, ever be like, ah, yeah, but I can't deal with the blood. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so realized that I, I didn't actually want to be a doctor. It was just kind of in my head from the time I was young and I never really considered anything else. Um, so then I was working in the research lab and I was like, well, you know, research is pretty fun. Uh, maybe I'll do this. And so I decided to apply to grad school. Um, so I think at this point I had been in the lab for about two years I applied to grad school. Uh, I applied to seven schools, I think, and I didn't get an interview at any except one, and I ended up getting accepted to Princeton. Okay. Rejected by every other school I applied to, but I got accepted to Princeton for grad school. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Seriously, that's like that's like what the one of the top three schools in the country, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Get to that one. It's like, Good. yeah, 3.7, we'll take her. It's fine. It's yeah, cool. So, um, in 2016, yeah, 2016, I moved to New Jersey to start grad school at Princeton. And I was in a PhD program for neuroscience. And um, I was there for about two and a half years, finished my master's degree. So when you, when you start grad school, you have to get through your general exams. And once you pass your general exams, then you're considered a PhD candidate and you're eligible to apply for an incidental master's degree. So once I passed my general exams, I applied for my incidental master's degree, got my master's in neuroscience, and then quit grad school because I hated it. <laughs> and you're still, you're still doing the guard at this time, right? Yes, so I transferred from the California Guard to the New Jersey Guard. Um, I had transferred into a medical company. Um, I was a platoon leader for a medical treatment platoon. And then after I quit grad school, um, or actually before I, no, after I quit grad school, I I worked retail for three months (laughs) at a gift shop in downtown Princeton. There you go, yeah. Three three whole months? Three yeah. whole months. Yeah. Three whole months. I worked really retail. <laughs> you might have remembered it. it. It was an old store called Kmart. I worked retail for a couple of years. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it was really funny because people from Princeton would come into this store and they'd be like, aren't you in grad school? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm like, no, I quit. <laughs> so do you think that uh, like because of like you had in your mind to go through grad school but it is just because like once you got in there and started going through you're like oh this ain't it 
Yeah, it was just, it wasn't a lifestyle I wanted. Um, you know, I was working out at the time. Like, that's when I start, basically started discovering CrossFit. Mm. Um, and I wasn't doing anything nearly the level of what I do now. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, I would go take a class for an hour a day. And um, the, the people in my program, in my department, like they would make me feel guilty for spending an hour at the gym every day because that was an hour that I wasn't in lab doing research. And I basically, like the expectation was that you were in lab like 10 to 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and that was your life. And then, you know, my advisor was talking about a work-life balance, but I'm like, you, like, you don't have a work-life balance. You have two kids that you never see. Yeah because you're in lab all day, that's not a work-life balance. <laughs> so it was just like, everybody just felt very disconnected from reality, and I just, I so did like not So like when you say lab, lab, is that just like you're just studying? You're just like going so we over would, like... We would perform experiments, and basically, like the, the point of scientific research is to perform experiments and publish your findings to further the understanding of the field. Mm. So for me specifically, I was studying um, dopamine neurons and how the dopamine system is involved in reward learning. So I would train mice to do a task where they would press a lever to get a sugar water reward. And during that task, I would either record the activity of their dopamine neurons, or I would activate the neurons at specific points during the task, or I would inhibit the neurons at specific points during the task and see how that affected their ability to learn lever gives me sugar water. Um, so they're all wired up? Yeah. She could probably follow me around all day and be like, oh, look, Zingers yeah. give him like this double knees. <laughs> yeah. Zinger. Do you know what a Zinger is? Is that like a thing from the gas station? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can get them at grocery stores yeah. too. They're not just, they're not just gas stations. <laughs> It is it's a supercharged it's like a Twinkie. It's a supercharged right? Twinkie. Oh, a Twinkie. It's a Twinkie, dude. Zingers. So it, it's a so cake, you know, it's got stuffing. It's got icing oh on the gosh. top. You got vanilla <laughs> icing on top. So it's like a Twinkie with vanilla icing on top. It's, so it's supercharged okay. sugar. Yeah. If yeah, I make it near, if I make it till 4:30 without, there. you know, without uh running into anybody, or, you know, I'm doing good on my route. I, you know, I'll treat myself to a, a Mountain Dew and, and a Zinger. <laughs> a and it comes Dew three 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 in a pack, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I finish off my day, you know, looking good, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, it is. It's, well, that's my dope. That's my dope. I mean, she'd I just be, learned that from her zapping. right now. She'd be zapping you so you don't do it. Oh. That's where that would come in. She'd be doing it on her own. Well, let's, well, you, let's, uh, I'll show her this because you, while we're talking about it and your zingers and now you, <laughs> hey, tell her, uh, Tell her how much soda you used to drink before you started, before we got you. So before I started CrossFit. Before he crossed, we, we, I would help him out with like his food. So, and Aaliyah knows a huge amount. We went to the New Year's, uh, a New Year's party, and it was a charcuterie board. Uh, it said like a potluck. I mean, yeah. was, I guess you could say it was a potluck, yeah. but it was a charcuterie board. So you wouldn't bang like crock, crock pots or nothing. It was all these different kinds of charcuterie boards. Some were tacos and some were wings and there was dessert ones. 
vegetable ones, the standard, general, normal one. And so I snapped a couple pictures and I sent them to her while she was in Guadalupe. Uh, oh, here's this huge bar of charcuterie boards and to eat, and she's over there with her Tupperware, with her yeah. weighed out food. Right. Yeah. So her as food an prep. athlete, it's called food she's, prep. She's, yeah, as an athlete, she has to prep and weigh, you know, all the different fats and proteins. So on that note, we, when Vinny was getting, when he was in his thicker stages <laughs> and was working into going to be starting to work and he's like hey help me out with like what i need to eat and this that so we started breaking stuff down and the ounces of soda that this man drank oh no yeah <laughs> go ahead buddy let her know uh so uh daily i would do 150 ounces of mountain dew and i would do a cinnamon roll from maverick every day oh my god <laughs> every day yeah 150 it's ounces what the human body can do first oh, of all let's put that god. out there but that's here's a. I'll show her the picture. This I'm showing her the picture for the listeners <laughs> that Vinny sent me of when he's like 200. Oh, 17. I was a 217 at the time of that picture. Yeah. Oof. It's kind of a poor quality because you could just that's the years ago that it was. Yeah. The quality of it, but. And then with the with the with the guide of my sponsor, uh, I I did drop down. I did get down to like 185 was the lowest I went. We were I was doing that's all awesome. lean meats. I was doing. Uh, you know, chicken, rice, vegetables every single night, uh, and I just season them differently. I mean, it's basically a rice bowl by the time I was done every night. But you know, I'd, I'd use like like a barbecue seasoning, or I'd use a you know a lemon seasoning. I just change it up. It was the same thing. I just tried to change it up differently. And then we we worked on like craisins. Well, we had would, to, we had to wean him. Oh, <laughs> he was soda like, was so this is like raw. I lost two addicting type stuff. He was uh, it, it, it was I lost like, twenty like, pounds once I, I lost, stopped drinking the soda. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not shocked by that. Yeah. But it was like <laughs> the next couple of days, he's like, I can't do it. Like I can't stop. <laughs> like, dude, because it was like he was having a headache. He was having yeah. all kinds. So I think what do we do? We put you on like green tea or something, so we could yes. keep caffeine. Yeah, I went to green tea. A little bit of sweetener, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, green tea. That's what it was. Sugar reduction is a real thing. Oh yeah, 150 <laughs> ounces of soda. I, I can't oh even fathom. Oh my god, that's So when you when your when your dad had you break down the the speed lemon, how much time saved you? <laughs> try t- taking how many ounces of sugar. This will be a fun one for you to do. Oh god. Look at the ounces of sugar, right in like a 12 ounce can. It's like what 36 grams or something. Put that <laughs> into 152 ounces. Oh. 150 oh. ounces. This sugar, dude, I did it when we were, I was like messing around and it's like, it's a bag. Of, yeah, it's a bag a of sugar bag. a day. I, I don't know how they <laughs> melt it down into a can and do it. It's amazing, but yeah, so that was, that's where, it, yeah, the soda was pretty oh well. But yeah, Vinny's done well now. So, uh, National Guard, Princeton, retail. So you're, yeah, jewelry. so. <laughs> <laughs> I worked Rolexes. three months in retail, <laughs> and um, basically, I just I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do, yeah. and that was because you're probably still like in your <laughs> mid twenties. Yeah, 20s. at the time I was twenty five, yeah, maybe. 20s, okay. um, and so I I worked retail basically as like a. I've never done this before. Let's see how I like it and mm-hmm. like figure out my life. Yeah. Um, and then 
did we just lose Biddy? <laughs> we'll just keep going with that. So um, yeah, it's funny because you say to try things out like that. Like mine was the exact, not even fun like that. I was like, oh yeah, let's try drywall. <laughs> Let's try drywall. <laughs> People tell you they're like, "Oh man, you can make really good money doing drywall." Yeah, because you're working your bag off. Yeah. But uh, uh, well, and it's funny because retail, like when I, I applied to this store, and it was I had a friend that had worked there previously, so she was like, "Hey, they're looking to hire for the holidays. If you wanna, if you wanna do it," because she knew I was looking for something. Mm-hmm. And when I interviewed with them, they were like, "You realize." you're very overqualified for this, right? I was like, yeah, I know. And they're like, it's going to be insulting what we're going to pay you to work here. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's okay. I just want to do something different. Yeah. Experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I had never, I had never done any sort of like retail or hospitality or anything like that. So it was a good opportunity to like see that side of the world of like working with people Maybe some of, there's probably, dude, I've, I've met some doctors that probably could have used some retail. Yeah, honestly. Going to school. But then <clears throat> about a month or two after I started working there, uh, I found out that I was going to get deployed. Hmm. So I was only at the retail job for about three months, and then I went full-time army to get ready for the deployment. Uh, we spent about a month in Texas doing our pre-mobilization training, and then I spent all of 2019 uh, in Qatar. Qatar, is that, that's Dubai? No, Dubai is UAE. Um, Qatar is this little like peninsula off the edge of Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yep. Okay. How so was I, that? Hot? It was very hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially for, so if you guys nobody noticed so far that... Aaliyah is redhead. She's a ginger. <laughs> so us fair skin folk, Vinny doesn't have this problem. You and I, we have this problem. Yeah. You can't be out in the hot in the sun. Uh-uh. It scorches us like little lobsters. Yeah. So yeah. So hot and sunny. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Huh? <clears throat> so it was uh, about 120 degrees every day. Oh. 100% humidity. Uh, in uniform every day. So I actually ended up, um, we had a four-day pass in Texas, and the day after we got back from our four-day pass was the day that we flew out. And while I was on my four-day pass, I cut all my hair off. Oh. Because I didn't want to okay. deal with it yeah. while I was deployed. I didn't want to have to put it in a bun. And so how, that. how did you go? Did you butch it or just like It still? was like oh. an inch okay. long. Yeah. So I yeah. had a, a pretty gnarly afro for a while. It was she, not a good look. <laughs> she's got some hair. Like we were in the gym working out this morning and it was like she'd take off on a sprint and come back and she couldn't keep it in. <laughs> when she does handstand walks, I'm worried she's just like going to stomp. Like she's gonna step. I guess would you say step on your hair and yeah. stand walk on your hair. So was there like mixed uh, when you come into that? You're in the army and now you got a buzz cut. Like how'd that go? Did you get hit on by chicks? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, I'm I mean, not not being like. I'm just thinking like, okay, so now we're. She's getting like Demi Moore. She looks like Demi Moore out there. We got G.I. Jane going on. Oh my on gosh. No, G.I. Jane going on. Yeah. It was not a good look 
at all, and I will never do it again. But it was really nice not having to deal yeah, with my hair. I can only imagine <laughs> that, that amount of hair you have in a 120 degree with 100% humidity. It was disgusting. Well, you would have been doing it over there but, anyways. But with but, your hair that short, I mean, you couldn't sunscreen on your on your scalp? Cause, we wear a patrol I mean, cap. Yeah. Scalp oh, is okay. covered. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you did. You didn't. Was it buzzed? Like what? Like you went with a guard? Like a? No, it wasn't it buzzed. Was it was. That. Yeah, it was longer than that, but it was maybe like an inch long. Yeah, an inch. So you or probably two. weren't gonna get sunburned. No, no there was plenty of hair still. Not like us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we like got Vinny, nothing. Vinny's got like. So like I, I always joke with olive? my mom. Olive. It's called olive. I always <laughs> joke with my mom that uh, I was. I'm not part of the family. Like they found me. Like, He's adopted. They, I He's don't know. Adopted. I think they. I was. I always joke. My mom tell her I was stolen. Like they found me on like the uh, church doorstep oh, or the gosh. fire. You know, you because you go and drop them off there. Because I'm not anything like these guys. They all have dark, as you can see, dark coarse hair. If you're watching on the video, Benny's got dark coarse hair, and mine's not. It's brown, light, thin. You know, like thinner hair. I have blue eyes. None of them have blue eyes. And then Vinny is, what do you call olive skin? <laughs> I would say he looks like a I Mexican. tan pretty. He I tan. Like I tan in really well. <laughs> At least half of his body is. He's really, if he farmer. It's if a farmer's tan. Definitely. If he doesn't get it together in the summertime, he's he's like two tone. <laughs> so like his left side is tan because he drives for UPS. So that side is out the door all the time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's gosh. true. I don't. I don't know what it means to tan. I just burn. Yeah, you and me both. It goes red. We burn and then it freckles. Yeah, right? yeah. This is from the sun. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. the the burn will turn into a tan." I'm like, "No, the burn peels, and I'm yeah. even paler than yeah. I was before." Like, <laughs> right. I'm like a snake. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. just lose yeah. a layer, and there it is, all fresh, nice and white. Yeah. Uh, I can't even be in the sun anymore. <laughs> we gotta stay out of that one. <laughs> No, he's got some kind of disease. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I can't even remember what it's called right now. Well, that's really I'm nice. trying to think of what it's called. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Wait, what are you drinking too, by the way? What is that blue one? That's new. This blue one is a new one. I tried it today. Um, it's called uh, Monaco uh, Blue Crush. It's vodka, tequila, gin, and rum cocktail. Hmm. Vodka, tequila, gin, and rum. It seems like it's not. Nine percent. I guess you're mixing clears, clears. I suppose. That I just guess. Seems I don't know. Yeah, it's about, <laughs> it is excessive. Well, yeah, because I mean, well, you, you don't. He's not drinking water out of that thermal <laughs> cup either. No, the thermal cup is is cut water. Yeah. I just barely got. I just barely picked him up. So the difference, Aaliyah, is in Utah, you have to go to a liquor store to buy any hard alcohol. That's how it was you in New Jersey. A, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So like here, here you can get like you can get Arnold Palmer's uh, beer, uh, Mike's le uh, hard lemonade stuff like that. Mike's hard stuff. You can get all that at a grocery store. But if you want to get actual like vodka, tequila, you know, Captain Morgan, Jack, any of that kind of stuff, you have to go to a state sponsored uh, a building and and then buy it. And then after what seven eight eight o'clock on Saturday night, they're shut down until uh, two. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I learned a little bit about the liquor laws in Utah when I was there a couple years ago. I did a cross country. 
I was in Salt Lake and uh, Park City. Oh, he's gone again. <laughs> so, booty internet. It's terrible. <laughs> I was watching it to about to see if it goes <laughs> off because you'll see he was at like 44 on the upload and then <laughs> he'll come back. So you were in uh, uh, Salt Lake for what competition? It wasn't a competition. Uh, I was driving from California to New Jersey. So uh, after my deployment, I during my deployment, I lost my apartment in New Jersey because I was living with my sister and her husband before mm-hmm. I left. And then they both got jobs in Manhattan and moved to New York. Okay. So they put all my stuff in storage and left the apartment. And then uh, my brother-in-law was using my car, but once they moved to Manhattan, they didn't need a car anymore. So I told them to just sell my car. So when you got deployed, you got deployed to Qatar. Yes. And then you stayed there the whole time? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, how I was long in was Qatar that? for nine months. Nine months. Okay. Um, and then when I came back, I didn't have an apartment and I didn't yeah. have a car. So I went back to California and stayed with my parents for a couple months while I found a new place to live. I bought a car in California, and then I drove from California to New Jersey to so move back uh, to New Jersey. So you, you put on here, you've driven a few times from coast to coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's a long haul. Like, yeah. When I first moved to New Jersey, I drove California to New Jersey. Me, my dad, and my two cats in a Nissan Sentra. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> and that was... Uh, Four and a half day drive. That was get there as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second time was after my deployment when I went back to California, bought a new car there, and then I was moving back to New Jersey. But I wanted to take my time this mm. time, so I turned it into a CrossFit road trip. Okay. <laughs> and I planned my route based on gyms that I wanted to drop into. Nice. So I actually dropped into Power Stroke here, and that was the first time I ever met Sean. He coached the class that I took. Um, when, uh, how long ago was that? That was at the beginning of 2020, right before COVID. Oh, that's crazy. Um, and then, I, so I also went through Utah. I stayed in Salt Lake, and I dropped in a gym in Park City. And um, I had gone to like a brewery, brewery, Wow, I can't say that word right now. Brewery. <laughs> Brewery. What are you drinking? Brewery. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Oh. oh. Um, but at the time, I was talking to them about, like, they were telling me about the liquor laws and everything in Utah. They were like, yeah, liquor stores close at, like, 7 p.m., mm. and you can't do a free pour in Utah. Like, the, all the bars have those little... The little measure. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dang, that's wild. Because you legit only get one shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not like Nevada, the Wild West. <laughs> it's crazy. But, uh, Sometimes you get New a bartender Jersey. that'll overfill it. She'll overfill, you know, they'll overfill it yeah. a little bit and let yeah. it spill out. But it's... it's <laughs> It's well, what's funny is it's they still have to pump it. It like it fills once, yeah, and they yeah. pour it, and they might like hit it again yeah. or something. But yeah. Um, but New Jersey was not quite as strict as Utah, but they had some pretty crazy liquor laws too. Um, it was it's really hard to get a liquor license in New Jersey. So most grocery stores don't sell alcohol, gas stations don't sell alcohol, and most restaurants don't sell alcohol. So now, a lot of the restaurants in New Jersey are BYOB. <clears throat> Or you can bring really? your own stuff. Yeah. You can bring your own. It, the, oh, 
I had never heard of that that. before New Jersey, and I was shocked when I found that out. (laughs) Till now, Utah should get on board with that business. I think they should do. Yeah, bring your own, bring your own stuff. Yeah, like because Utah, I don't know if it's still the same way. They are also, I think they can serve beer, right? Or do they have to have a liquor license for that? Uh, no, I think they can still do beers. Uh, they can do anything basically that you can get from a gas station or grocery store. Like they're still okay with that. But once it gets up out of the whatever three point two percent or whatever the beer is, once you get up into the higher percentage, then you're then you're getting a liquor license. Yeah. So it turns when they what they call them spirits. Well, what's weird is you can go to a grocery store, you can get an Arnold Palmer, you can get Arnold Palmer and those mics, you know, and they're five percent at the at the gas station or or even your uh, grocery stores, but then you can't get then you have to go to the liquor store to get the other stuff. But our liquor store won't do like Arnold Palmer's or mics or anything like that because they're available. So basically, they they carry everything that's not available in other you know grocery stores or, or convenience stores so, so it's, it's, i don't know i don't know the rules i just buy what i can when i can so move on just drink whatever yeah like my alarm mad. my alarm on saturday goes off at five o'clock and says you know hey do you have all this stuff you need for you know the weekend for sunday football <laughs> and i'm like no babe we need to go to the liquor store and yeah. so so you i've make never heard run. of somebody Having an alarm for the. Liquor I don't store. have an alarm. I'm just kidding. Good heck. I remember when we were kids, when we were growing up through high school, you had to do it like yeah. it would be like at the end of like because they still now, right? They still stop selling it. Um, like I don't. There something. are there are counties that do. There are dry yeah. counties on Sunday and stuff like that that they'll lock up the the coolers of beer and stuff like that on Sundays. Um, I don't know of what those. Are. I don't know which ones those are, but we don't have that here in Sevier County, no. Well, it used to when I was because we would be partying, and when it come to like midnight, or it's like right before midnight, you'd have to find somebody old enough and have yeah. to do a beer. <laughs> we had like, to do that in college. So, yeah. so you get it like restocked up before. Yeah, Vinny, people like I'd be hitting him up, be like, "We need you to go get some." But yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how that stuff works across there. So that's cool. It's crazy that you were here in 20, you would say 2020. 2020. At CrossFit Power Stroke. Yep. That's probably, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, probably I wasn't doing classes then, so unless you came at like 3, kind of the same time. Or I may have been a 5 a.m. or. I think I sure. came to the 8.30 class. Oh, yeah, yeah. The soccer moms. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, a great yeah. time. Yeah. So Vinny now is a coach, CrossFit coach. Oh hell and, yeah. Uh, yeah! So he does the the he works out at he's a five a.m.er. So he goes. I mean, I give him credit for that because I did it for a while. Now that I don't, I don't know that I'd ever go back. I used to work out at six a.m. every yeah, day for years, and now I'm like, I don't know how I ever did that. Yeah, I don't even like going in and working out at eight. <laughs> and on a Saturday, I'm like, I'm shooting for that nine. I went on the eight o'clock. I'm like, five hundred and warmed up. So he goes at the five and then coaches the six. six I call yeah. it. Okay. So it's and not. We, it's not quite as intense as our stuff. He they did do cowboy way for a, a minute. Oh, that's we cool. did. Uh, we so did. He had the gym doing it, and they liked it. But he's like the the manager or whatever is kind of a pain in the butt. 
because <laughs> we were only running across uh, the Cowboy Way at 6 a.m. Like the the guys that I had there, I had, I not only had maybe 14, so I had about 14 people in my class, and and then anybody that would drop in on the six o'clock class, they were like, oh, we can't make it to nine, we'll come to six. So I don't know what happened, but it was kind of like we want everybody to be on the same programming, and I was like, well, and then it just kind of went downhill from there, but. Yeah, so I started working out at five, so I can coach the six o'clock class, and then uh, now we do the we do the wad of the day at five, and we've actually switched over to our programming for the bodybuilding, which technically is kind of what you guys do with your cowboy way. You have your wad, you have your strength, you have, and then you guys actually do another wad, but we do a wad at five, and then those people are staying now until my six o'clock class, and then we're just doing the the bodybuilding part of it. So. So we're, we're, we're kind of carrying a five and six o'clock class for two hours. So it's working out That's pretty cool. good. Yeah. But five o'clock is early. So, it is early. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah. So then, uh, all right. So then Aliyah, we have now moved. You're in New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, can I, can I ask forth. her a question since we brought that up real quick? Sure. So we've started doing the sauna. We do a 20 minute uh -huh. sauna every day. So we do the five o'clock workout. Um, some of the people just show up at six to do the bodybuilding because they're not all about cardio. Like nobody, <laughs> we got a couple people who are just like, I'm not doing the cardio. <laughs> so they come and do the the bodybuilding. It, it says bodybuilding on the program, but we run it like a circuit. Like we have different stations and we do the bench and then we do the incline bench and we do dumbbells. So we just kind of rotate yeah. around it. And then at about 6.40, we all, you know, there's guys that go in the sauna. What do you, what is your thoughts on sauna and cold plunge? Oh, I love them. Well, I I don't love the cold plunge. I love what it does for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody loves the cold yeah. plunge. Hesse over there tried to yeah. cold plunge in his tub, and he was screaming like a little girl. But I really messed up on it. Bye. I put way too much ice in there. And so <laughs> on his first attempt, you know, they, first my attempt. first time doing it, like cold plunge just started coming. This is probably what, like a year ago? It was like right yeah. when we started the podcast. Right when we yeah, started. Yeah, right around this. there. So, you know, like all the cold plunge is a thing. So, in Alexa's bathroom, we have an oversized tub so I can fit in it if I ever I wanted to take a bath. And so, uh, I fill it up with cold water, which is coming from the city. So, you're probably 50. Five, something. I think what Jake he measured. It's like in the fifties. And then I took and put forty pounds of ice in it. And then I was like, okay, well, this is cold plunge. They say you got to plunge in the cold water. And so it hurt so bad that it was it ruined it forever. I mean, I'm still done, but it was. I felt like I did it too. Like it was borderline. I had to be in the 30s by then, like because I actually when I sat down in it, I had to like wiggle around because I was sitting on ice. Yeah. Like it was thick enough. I was in it. He had to so, work it in that butt crack. I had to keep it out of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want an ice cube going where it shouldn't oh be going. Oh my god. Uh, my very first ice bath was at semifinals in 2022. It was Saturday night, and I had one more day of competition. And my coach at the time was like, you have to do an ice bath. Like, I'm not letting you go to bed without doing an ice bath. 
because you need it to survive this last day of competition. So she grabbed my cooler and she went to the ice machine in the hotel and she filled it up with ice and she made... So she's one of those that took all the ice from the ice machine yeah, at the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, So the next guy goes out and, <laughs> and nothing comes out. They're like, what the... Yep, we were those yeah, people. We were that guy, guys, um, yeah. Probably about four or five trips to the ice machine. Wow! With my, my big cooler. So you're about uh, to 40 pounds? So, yep. <laughs> so it was about, I don't know, four inches of ice <sighs> in the bathtub. And then a little bit of water. Yeah. And uh, she wanted me to do four minutes. And wow. I got in and I cried for four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you stayed in it the, four, four, the oh. full yeah. four minutes on your first yeah. attempt. Yep. Holy Not cow. I think, I, think polar plunge, I think polar <laughs> plunge is one of those things thing. you got to. I think a polar. I, I, I do a cold shower. Like, I'll turn my water to cold, but no. I feel like that was worse. I did that. So they're like, oh, if you don't want a cold plunge, like, just so you take a shower, normal shower, because they say always you end on cold. Yeah. You always want You can go sauna, cold, sauna, cold, but you always end on cold. Yeah. So uh, one of the podcasts are like, well, if you don't want to do it, like, just do it in your shower. And I was like, oh, I could do that, you know. (laughs) So you take a normal shower, hot shower, and all that stuff, and then... You turn it to cold, but you step out of it and you let it run for like thirty seconds so that it's as cold as it can get. Oh! And then you get back in it. No. But no. you know they, they uh, call it they uh, call it like that brown layer. Yeah. You know where you're sitting and when you get in the water and your body it does have heat that's coming off. Of it, you know, and they say like you should move it around. You don't get that when you just stand in the shower, <laughs> like because it's moving across you the whole time. And so I feel I'm just like it's hitting me in different cold spots. <laughs> you know, because it's not like just solid well also like there's something so comforting about a warm shower and to ruin that yeah with a cold shower i've only done it twice like tasha Tasha stood there with the timer you gotta stay for a minute and uh, and now i don't even she's like just cold ones i go no not doing it i want to know if there's some science so here's a question for the listeners and the smart one over here Is there anything that, and you don't have to answer now, but is there anything that's probably beneficial for scalding hot showers? Think Um, about that. Well, so there is um, there is some research that it's probably bad for me. Uh, (laughs) No, it's something like um, people who take hot showers do that because they're lacking physical contact oh, in their that's life. Me for sure. I'm gonna have to tell Tasha this one. Actually Leah and I are gonna go in there and talk to her about this after. No, okay. <laughs> like hey Hesse's taking all these hot showers because he needs more physical contact. Uh, hey, I, I must mean, I'm a, that's that's my love language. I'm right gonna there, be touching. honest. My love language touching. I'm going to be honest, I've only been here for like a month and a half, and from what I have heard, you guys have plenty of physical contact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and one kid to show for it. Yeah, a lot of practice. That's <laughs> going on. <laughs> well, like when yeah, I did my uh, shower, I started a normal scalding. shower, okay. and then it, I, I turned it down to cold. So like stand, I, I you stand in it. 
I was standing in you it. Slowly, I, I, I yeah. was. I slowly worked it down. Yeah. So and the it was, next one, just it crank it down to cold. No. And stand out of it, and then you have I don't, to just get in it. I don't need to do that. I'm not. A, I'm not a CrossFit athlete. I'm not competing. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm going to so, work. But no, that's not true. We did do a competition. Oh gosh. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, you, you want to come down to Utah? There's a competition, and this, that, and the other." And I was like, "Okay." Like I was just getting into. Well, I had been into CrossFit for a little while. You had. I'd only been in it yeah. for like a month. Yeah, he wanted to do it, and he almost died. It was well. We did the Festivus Games. We did the one called the Festivus Games. That was a partner yeah. one, and then yeah. they had yeah. they had a thankful throwdown in Cedar City. Uh, they do one on Thanksgiving. They do it for Thanksgiving and. All the people that come to watch, they donate food. Just that's their payment to watch. You know, you don't pay to watch oh, the cool. competition. You you donate food, canned food, stuff like that. And then uh, that was in October, November. That was in November. So I started in April, and then we did a competition like in June or July. And then when you came down for Thanksgiving, that's when we went to Cedar to do the thankful throwdown. And yeah, yeah I I'm still recovering from that one. So there was, a, there was a picture somebody took, and he's kneeled down, and his hands on the like he's leaning on the box, and uh, his coach is pointing over somewhere because he's looking for his puffer. His, his asthma. I puffer. have asthma. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm stepping over. It looks like I'm disgusted. With yeah, he's Not looking that at. I was. It, it looks like he's looking like, at me like, "What are you like, doing?" And I'm like, Let's go. I was just like. Dude, are you? What's happening? But it was. It was just the, uh, uh, this. It was a picture that was taken. Yeah, at the, the, wrong time. the darkness had calmed down to the little tiny circle, and it was. Oh it, boy, it, 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 it was a rough one. Hey, we won. So I mean, yeah. it, it is Let's what it go. is. Yeah, You're an athlete. He was an athlete. We won that one, and I think we got second or third on the Festivus games. We did get third. I think we got third on the Festivus yeah. games. Yeah. And we had pull-ups. So I had to learn so, how to do pull-ups from April to, like, June. And <laughs> in CrossFit terms, you're supposed to be able to do, what, 10 strict pull-ups before you even start kipping. And <laughs> and my coach and a box owner at the time, I asked him if, you know, Pessy could be my uh, partner. And he was like, no, he's too elite. And I'm like, yeah, but he's so elite and I'm so in negative here. Like, can we just work this out? And he was like, after like two months, I think he was like, okay, you can, you can have your brother. You guys can do the, we didn't do the RX version. We did like the RX2 version. Um, but he was just like, I'm like, that's all I can get. And so I was able to string, I think nine kipping pull-ups at the time, like on a, a fresh, when I was fresh, I could do nine. So we had to do like pull-ups while one guy was rowing or something like that. You had to keep that's how the partner worked out and he was like dude as long as you can do three then we'll just we'll be able to bust through it and uh yeah we we went through that one okay i felt like we did all right i mean the thankful throwdown down in cedar was the one that almost killed me <laughs> okay so what you're telling me is you have done two competitions as a crossfit athlete and in both of those competitions you have podiumed i've actually done three because uh, we did, I did a thankful throwdown with another guy a couple years later. Did you guys finish on the podium? Yeah, we podiumed on that one. Yeah. See, he's in the athlete. <laughs> you might be the most successful athlete out of all three of us. I don't know. It, it's, 
I mean, I don't think I've done. I don't even know. We did do the RX version uh, the last time Ryan Holly and I did, and we practiced because um, you had to do box, box, uh, burpee box jump overs, and when we got there, they switched it to burpee box step overs. So they wouldn't allow you to jump like it, you had to step on it and we practice and practice doing the jumping and uh, so then trying to get into that you know when they switch things on you and trying to do stuff differently it, it kind of messes you up but but we were able to we were able to do it we when Sean and I did it or for your case Hesse because you guys have two Sean's over there it's hard like you you got Hesse and you got Sweeney and you know that kind of thing but when uh, Hesse and I did ours uh, the guy that was our judge came over to us later and he was like we ran out of paper like they only had so many they had they only had so many rounds on their judging sheet and he was like I you guys broke the workout yeah we we pretty much did and Hesse was pretty upset with me at first because I went and signed us up and I signed us up in the first round like I signed us up and we're and I told him we're going first round and he was like dude like we got to do like second or third round like we got to so we kind of went out and set the he went out and set the standard and I just tried to keep up but I mean like I was like dude we don't even know what we got to be so, so at, it was supposed to be overhead squats it was supposed to be an overhead squats but like two weeks before the competition they switched it to front squats on the uh, RX2 version and he can do overhead squats no problem um, at the time, I and I worked on overhead squats so we could do the competition, and then they'd switch it to front squats. So we had to do, like, I would do a burpee box jump, he would do a burpee box jump, then I would do two, and then he would do two. And we had ten minutes to build that up as high as we could. So we went back and forth, and that's where I almost died. And then he would do front <laughs> squats, and he's just, and it was 95-pound front squats. And, like, for him at the time, like, I mean, even now, I mean, that's, that's his warm-up weight. But uh, it, he would do like 10, and then I did 10, and then we got to the point where he's looking at me and he's, he's yelling at me in my face, telling me, just do one. Because I, I had to at least do one before he could do, do, yeah. do more. So yeah. he was yelling at me, he's like, just do one. And then I start doing, I don't even, I just start going. He didn't do one. I didn't do one. He, I, I, he was like, just started hammering more He started out. hammering out. All right, cool, whatever. And then he goes, fine, just die then. I mean, he's, uh, I, I, rem, I remember that. While, just die then. So, so this, is, this leads into, remember when we were talking about the gym, we were talking about the CrossFit stereotypes? Yeah. Where it's like your coach tells you, goes over the whole workout, and yeah. you're like, wait, what are we doing? Or it goes, breaks it all down, and it's like, hey, you're supposed, this, this is what I want you to do this many reps for this many rounds and they're like okay cool cool and then they start to work out and you don't do any of yeah. it yeah you don't break it up like you're supposed to you're just like going full full teal this is we were talking about the gym with the stereotypes like crosses there that's exactly what it was, it was like, I'm like, just do one and then she'd like to give him a break yeah so then i would go and then he could go more than it and then he just like start going like whatever or die and i and, oh, and, and at that point almost then, he posted on Facebook with that picture that he was talking about. He says, this is where we almost lost Vinny, but for real, we almost <laughs> lost Vinny. And, and yeah, so it, he's got that built into me through CrossFit that I can go do the workouts and we can practice and do all that kind of stuff. But in the three, 
three or four competitions that I have done. Um, I actually have done four. Uh, it's it's a completely different mindset. Like you can practice, and like he said, you can sit there and be like, okay, I'm gonna break this down. I'm not gonna redline. I'm not gonna blow myself out. And then once the competition, they say go, like all that's out the window. Like I don't know yeah. how to. I don't know. I've done pretty good. Competing. Yeah. Go ahead. Competing is a learned skill. It's like we were talking about with your workout the other day, like managing your clock is a learned skill. There's a lot in CrossFit beyond just working out that becomes a learned skill. Like for me, being at Wadapalooza last weekend and working out in the rain, I feel like working out in the rain is a learned skill and I haven't learned that skill yet. And so I got my ass handed to me during that workout at Wadapalooza. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, rain is way different you know especially or then like he was saying because in Wadapalooza when it started raining they changed your yeah they changed the the workouts um and like yeah like you said it sucks when they change things last minute but that's also just another part of CrossFit is like you got to be able to adapt um you know they say you got to be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable (laughs) um and like everybody's got a plan but when things change everybody's in the same spot mm-hmm. like nobody there there's nobody who is like practicing the practicing change the ahead yeah. of time oh well, let's practice for if it gets messed up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so everybody's in the same boat and yeah. like you're all on a uh, level playing field yeah. so you're all just figuring it out as oh, you yeah. go yeah yeah we went to uh Gosh, a couple. It was a couple of years ago. It was like I think Sweeney went to it, and there was a team. Chuck, there was a a three man team that went from the gym. That was pretty cool. Well, uh, okay, so we have gotten into. You've driven all over the place. Wait, let's talk about Paris. You went to Paris. You said you traveled all over the state, U.S. And what did you go to Paris for? Just for vacation? No, I was. I actually went to Paris while I was in grad school. It was for a conference. Um, It was the first annual meeting of the International Brain Lab, um, which was basically, I don't know if it's still around, it probably is, um, but it was a, at the time, about maybe 16 different research universities across the world, um, and we were all running the same behavioral task but studying different parts of the brain Mm -hmm. and basically like trying to understand more of like the whole brain concept instead of just like little bits and pieces here and there Um, and so the very the very first conference for that was in Paris so um, I got to go to Paris funded by my grad program. That's not a bad gig right <laughs> Yeah, it's huh? pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so the conference was like three days, and then I stayed for an extra couple days afterward because it was my first time out of the country. Yeah. Um, and I had some friends uh, from my gym back in New Jersey who apparently just love Paris and they yeah. go whenever they can. So they okay. were like, yeah, we'll meet you there. So I was there for the first couple days for the conference, and then after the conference was over, I had about a day on my own, and then my friends showed up, and then they were there for the for a couple days with me afterward. That's it was cool. really cool. That's way cool. Yeah, we almost. It's funny because we were uh, when you put that on Paris, we had almost. So we were. Tasha likes to travel. Yeah. And so we were planning a trip, 
this this year uh, we do like last year we did a missions trip to Jamaica, and then so this year we'll just do like a, our family little trip, and then we'll do another missions trip the following in 2025. So uh, we had go, we had gone to Scotland. Oh, that's a couple, cool. A couple years ago when we went. And then, so this one, we're like, oh, let's go to Paris. So Tasha starts going through and looking up all her stuff on Paris and all this stuff. And then she's like, we can't go to Paris. I'm like, <laughs> what? It's the Olympics. Oh. So she's like, I mean, we could have went, but it'd just be slammed. Insane, you know what I mean? yeah. Because, like, I guess during that time, they're preparing for it. So everybody travels there. Yeah. And it's like contractors and just everything is all. Yeah. So kind of wild. While I was deployed in Qatar, that's what they were building all the stadiums for the World Cup. Okay. Because they had the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. Uh, like a year or two after that. Yeah. Um, and it was very similar. A lot of people were traveling there, like in prep for the World Cup. That's awesome. <laughs> You know what they do? Uh, I don't know if you were by there. They also do Formula One. Yeah. Guitar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I love that. We, we <laughs> rent that. We pay for the subscription and watch it for the season. Yeah, I do. It's or not. And you know who, what did it? Netflix. Yeah. Drive to survive. <laughs> Drive to survive. Yeah. Okay, so that's funny because um, one of the things that a lot of people are talking about in CrossFit is CrossFit needs something like drive to survive to get people like get outside people outside of crossfit getting them knowing about the athletes learning about the athletes actually investing in the athletes of the sport it works man i mean look at what happened uh (laughs) they did it for that one they've done it for prime coach prime Uh uh-huh they put that series out well and it's like ufc like the ultimate fighter that the Ultimate Fighter series got people caring about the UFC. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're doing one now with soccer or no rugby. Rugby's doing one on Netflix now. Comes okay. Out Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like the six. I think there's like six teams, six contact, contact six or something like that. But that's cool. I just saw. Hh, welcome back, Vinny. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it just. Yeah, I love it, dude. I love that this happens. <laughs> no, it. I hate I that this happens. Golly. I mean, I hope. That's when I had to cut it up so much. We just kind of. Uh, luckily, I have Aaliyah here because when we do this, was it's not last dead week, air. Yeah. I'm just like <laughs> talking, and then so if you watch it on the video, like watch the YouTube of last week, I was like, I'm just sitting here talking to myself and answering questions that somebody's asking me. But nobody sees him or hears him because he's not there. <laughs> but I could still hear him and see him. And, yeah, so it's rough kid. Um, Dude. All right, well, then, uh, well, let's go into – we'll kind of start wrapping it up. We don't well, keep you here all can day. Can I ask a question? Could, but can I ask a question no, now that I'm back no, no. that I have I actually internet service? I, mean, I mean, nobody's going to hear it anyway. But, I mean, like, what? <laughs> That's the thing. So then here's Aaliyah, and she's answering – a question that nobody knows. Right. So I guess so. Maybe she should repeat <laughs> the question. Repeat it. Right. Yeah. Repeat the question. So what brought you back? Did, unless you guys covered it while I was gone. What brought you back to Fallon? Yeah, was it did. work? Was it? We already did. Huh? We already oh, talked okay. about. Okay. Never mind then. All right. We about it. Yeah. We did. No, we did. I'm just lying. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because now you're here. Which you came from? She came from Kansas. Kansas. 
Yeah, so um, after I got back from my deployment, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Ended up coming back into COVID. Um, and then I was in the New Jersey National Guard. I got activated for New Jersey's COVID response. Uh, and I spent 14 months active National Guard in New Jersey during COVID. So, so what I did you guys do during the COVID stuff? Because like so, we didn't have any of that in Utah. Like They didn't activate the National Guard. They didn't do anything. It was, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, you can... It was pretty low key, here anyway. I don't know about Salt Lake, but like in Ridgefield, it was it was pretty low key. Like, oh, go get your vaccination or don't go get it. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, there was no New presence Jersey, of stuff. <laughs> New Jersey was intense because we were right next to like the hot spot of New York or whatever right. they called it. Um, so like New Jersey was completely shut down. Um, we, so we, as the National Guard did a lot of running testing sites, running vaccination sites, and then um, providing additional assistance to like nursing facilities and things like that. So we had uh, soldiers and airmen in like the, the veterans homes in New Jersey and then some other long-term care facilities. So I spent uh, maybe six months as a deputy commander of one of our joint task forces for the long-term care facilities. And then after that mission was over, I spent the rest of my time as the state medical planner for New Jersey. So at that point, I had to uh, basically plan and execute vaccination missions for the entire DOD population in New Jersey. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> yeah. That's a big, that's um, a big task. It was task. a lot. And then we were also just like tracking all of the COVID cases in New Jersey, doing the contact tracing, updating the guidance about quarantine and all that kind of stuff. It was a nightmare. Um, but then after I came off those orders, I was like, all right, I don't want to do full-time army anymore. I want to do CrossFit. <laughs> so I ended up getting into contact with a coach in Kansas. And um, from my deployment and from my activation for COVID, I was able to save up a decent amount of money. So I moved to Kansas and went full-time CrossFit and lived out of my savings account. And I knew I had about two years to make it. Um, and my original plan, I when I had come back from deployment, I had started an application for the FBI. Um, so I was about a year and a half into the application process for the FBI when I decided to move to Kansas. And at that point, I was probably like a week or two from getting an offer to Quantico for the Academy. And I withdrew my application to move to Kansas and do CrossFit full time. <laughs> I want to drive. I want to drive for, I want to drive for the FBI or CIA. You want to drive? Like I want to be a driver. <laughs> Well, I'm a UPS guy, and I've been doing it for 24 years. And I'm just like, I want to be a driver. Like, I want you to oh put me gosh. in a Tahoe, bulletproof Tahoe. <laughs> I want to drive. I want to drive the freaking uh, limousines, you know, all those. Like, I want to I want to drive. Like, I want to be a That's driver. Funny. Like, I think, I mean, you know, no, when no, you sit. So is, is the FBI do that, or is that uh, secret, secret service? service. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Secret service, whatever. Secret service, you get to drive like 
the important people around in life. He right? just wants to drive a black yeah. suburban with That's blacked it. out windows. There it is. <laughs> and bulletproof. The, Don't forget bulletproof. bulletproof. I like wanted the bulletproof plates, vehicle. Huh? I mean, you drive those UPS trucks. Those things are tanks anyway. They're pieces of crap. I mean, you can. <laughs> if I can drive one of those in the back roads and up the hills and stuff like that where I go, I mean, I think I, I think I can I think I can do a Tahoe okay. You know, and a limousine's a little bit longer, and I'm used to driving long stuff. So let let's do it. Like I've always, I mean, when it's your retirement job right there, dude. When you sit there and drive all day long, I mean, I'm I'm 45 minutes just to my first stop. There's a lot of time to think about what you want to do. Like my imagination gets wild while I'm driving around by myself all day long, just delivering packages. So yeah, I think I could. I think I could do a, you know, Secret Means Service a vehicle. <laughs> it's 100. percent Sean and I, Hesse and yeah. I talked. He would always all be th- calling me. He's always calling me, and I'm like, I gotta get headphones, so I'd have headphones, and we'd sit there and chat it up, and then we both were like, we kind of just came across it, and we're like we should probably just do a podcast, <laughs> and then, then it's just so we can get. To, I mean, it's cool when we get together, but so. Okay, so Sorry. then you saved up so money, you, and you got out of the FBI. My bad. <laughs> So I moved to Kansas. My original plan was I had about two years worth of money in my savings account. So I would do CrossFit for two years, see how far I could get. And then I would reapply to the FBI. So how lo- when you did CrossFit though, like how long were you training per day? When I moved to Kansas, I was doing like six to seven hours a day in the gym. Jeez, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, I started coaching a couple months after I got to Kansas. So that was like a little bit of additional income. And um, I was there for two years. I ended up making semifinals both years I was there. So the first year it was kind of unexpected. Um, I had got there in October and the open started in February. So I didn't really think that was going to be the year that it was going to happen, but it did. Uh, so I made semifinals in 22 and 23, and then a couple months ago I was coming up on the end of my lease for my apartment, and that it was about that two-year mark, and I was starting to run out of money and having to figure out what to do next. Um, and then Sean had posted on Instagram saying that he was looking for somebody to come out and coach for him, train with him, and. It, in return, you got to live in a tiny house on his property. So I'm not going to ask I, you this, like what you were making for your CrossFit classes, but I'm going to just throw it out there. What I I do for per, per class on me, it's 15 bucks. I make you yeah. know, 15 dollars. So so CrossFit coaches, I mean, unless you unless you're like a Sweeney or you're somebody that you know, like you said, you've made semifinals like t- two years in a row. Like that's 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 prestigious. <laughs> and uh, that's a hard word for me to say right now. My mouth Dude, is not working. You nailed it, bro. <laughs> and uh, so what I'm saying is, like, like the, there is there is a there is a place for you know to make some good money doing CrossFit and and coaching classes and personal training and stuff like that. But but here, not so much. Like I know, like Hesse's told me, kind of like what you guys pay per month, you know, to do CrossFit there. And and Sweeney's gym is all about. To me, anyway, like I feel like if you're going to go to Sweeney's gym and do CrossFit Power Stroke, like you are in the middle to elite. Like you, you could That's go there. 
That's not true. Uh, like, I think, I think have, that's. I think this is. I think it's. I'm comparing. You. I'm comparing yeah, it to, a, to what I do. We have a very wide population at the gym, uh, like anywhere from somebody who's never done fitness a day in their life all the way up to Sean. Yeah, we just <laughs> right. had one today. Dude had never even done CrossFit. Yeah, and yeah. Dropped it on Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be hooked. He'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I think, it, I think, and we have we have a ton of different age differences. Yeah. You know, from uh, young, I think what uh, is Brad? Bradley. He's like fourteen. Is it Bradley? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bradley. Yeah. He's 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 uh, doing the qualifiers for NorCal Classic for the teams yeah. division, and he's fourteen. Yeah. You know, That's all the great. way up to Louis doing the NorCal Classic. So is Suzanne. He's sixty. Yeah. yeah. And I think Suzanne's right around Su- there. I think too. Suzanne's either late fifties, early sixties, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, CrossFit is awesome. I mean, I, I agree. Like it, it, it is built for anybody and everybody. Like it, a hundred percent. Like you could be. Now I don't want to sound. I don't know what you call insensitive, but if you were mm. a quadriplegic and you were in a wheelchair, you could still show up to a CrossFit gym, and your coaches are gonna find something. And they will work with you, and you will feel part of the class, 100%. The CrossFit community, uh, across the board, I feel like, is no matter where you go. I could go to Kansas, you know, and drop in on the class, and they're going to make you feel like you've been there 100% of the time. Like, they're not going to shun you. They're not going to look bad on you. Like, you know, depending on yeah. you know what your gym is at your place, and you go to this. Like, when I go to Sweeney's gym, I mean, I have a little bit of a benefit because Hesse's my brother, so it's a it's a little bit more. Uh, I feel more welcome, but I think Sweeney and in, and the coaches like you and even Sean you know, or Hesse, uh, even though he's not a coach, uh, he still makes everybody feel like you've been there the whole time. Like they're not going to make you feel bad, but yeah. And I do think you feel that- like Fallon compared to what you were doing in Kansas is comparable to? the same thing or do you feel like you've where you're working under Sweeney you feel like you're getting a little bit more um it's just different I mean I didn't necessarily want to leave Kansas I was happy there I had a good coach I had a good community um but I couldn't afford rent anymore and so when this opportunity came up with Sean it it would have been stupid for me to not pursue it um and the fact that it worked out like is amazing and I'm so thankful that I'm here and I get to continue pursuing competitive CrossFit. Um, it's, uh, it's just different. So my previous coach in Kansas, her name is Jill. She is an amazing programmer. Uh, she's, she's been in like fitness coaching for 20 something years. She like, she's so knowledgeable. Um, from like a programming perspective and very analytical about all that kind of stuff but she is not a CrossFit competitor and so now having Sean as my coach who is a competitor and who has experienced being on the competition floor doing the workouts it's just different and I think it's um, it's good for me right now because I think 
you know, if you stick with the same thing for an extended period of time, you're going to kind of like hit a, a ceiling with yeah, what you can benefit from that. Yeah. And so I think the change is what I needed. Um, just like getting a little bit different perspective on things and also now having training partners because I was training by myself in Kansas, which I think while I was there, I really needed that for a while because I needed to be able to focus on what I needed to work on and what I needed to improve and not have to worry about like constantly competing with somebody next to me and you know I could focus on doing good movements hitting good reps instead of trying to beat someone mm -hmm. um, and now again just like the coaching situation I feel like I kind of hit a plateau with the benefit that I got from training alone um, and so now having training partners, having Sean to train next to and kick my ass every day. Um, it's really good. Like that's kind of like the next step I need now to um, like level up basically. And that's, and yeah. that's the stage that you're at now. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's cool. I mean, we're super glad that you're here for sure. Oh, yeah, it's a and, benefit to us too in, in Fallon. And the gym here has been so amazing and so welcoming. The community is awesome. And just like Vinny was saying, like you can go to any CrossFit gym and the community is going to welcome you with open arms. And like that's one of the things that I love about CrossFit. Is yeah, I do like that because it's like you go into like a bro rep place and it's like everybody's staring at you. Yeah. Like, you go to <laughs> before you even like do anything. Like you just walk in, they're like, but who's this guy? What yeah. Is, what's he going to do? <laughs> Sizing like, you what up. What kind of workouts he yeah. doing? I wonder what, you know, CrossFit gym, it's like, you get the most cheers for being last. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're the shittiest CrossFitter, <laughs> you get the most cheers and, like, everybody gets all amped up. Like, well, and it's because everybody's been there. Yeah. And they oh, yeah. understand what it feels like to be the last one working yeah. and to struggle through something and to actually... Oh yeah, I get more pumped up when like other people like hit yeah. now hit like PRs and or like will do something better, and I'm just like yes, you know, finally, yeah. Like you just, I get jazzed up, and they're just like they're probably like what in the world? Why are you so excited? <laughs> That's one of the things I love about coaching because yeah. like, and once you get to a certain level, you're not hitting PRs very often. Yeah. Like I can't even tell you the last time I PR to lift, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but like, yoke the other day. <laughs> yeah. I don't but and that's the thing. Like, who talks about yoke yeah. hold? People PRs? don't even know what a yoke hold is. They're like, a what? Uh, These guys eat eggs at the gym. But, <laughs> but that's the best part. That's the best part for me is when you you do a lift or something that you know it's not your normal bench press, back squat, front squat, deadlift. Yeah. You know, when you do something like a clean or or whatever like that, and you hit that and there's not a lot of people uh, unless you're an Olympic lifter or a crossfitter that are that are doing those kind of movements and so yeah, yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun to be like oh yeah I <laughs> I did this you know the other day and I, I got an older guy at the at work that knows that I do this and I'm like yeah dude I hit like 100 and, you know 95 pounds on a 185 pounds on a on a uh, a clean you know and he's like well what's a clean you know so you, you tell him what a clean is and he's like I couldn't do that at 45 pounds. You know, he's 65 years old, but he's just like, I, I, I don't think I could do that. I'm like, yeah, you could. I mean, if yeah. you wanted to, like, we could work you up to it. But, yeah, so a lot of that stuff is exciting when you do. And like you said, you, you don't hit...
PRs very often. It could be six months later, and you're like, you know, and I do it to Sean here, but Hesse a lot. I'm like, oh, dude, I hit, you know, 190 or whatever. It's a five-pound PR, you know. Yeah, but it's yeah. been six, seven months since I've done it at 185. Now I'm hitting 190, and he's like, "Dude, that's awesome!" Like I'm getting exclamation <laughs> mark texts. I'm getting all this kind of stuff. So, so I mean, it makes you feel pretty good about it, and it kind of keeps you in it. You know, keep going yeah. for even two and a half pounds. Like you said, I mean, there's a certain point where people just kind of plateau out. But if you're working on it and you're seeing those gains, then then it, it does make you want to go back the next day. So. Yeah, and and like uh, it's probably been two years since I've PR'd my clean. Like it's been two years since I've PR'd my snatch. Like um, I don't necessarily get those PRs anymore, but being able to see and help other people get those PRs, like that is just as exciting. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so much fun to coach and like help people hit the numbers that they didn't think they could hit or do the movements that they didn't think they could do. Um, like, <laughs> so a, a kid at the gym a couple weeks ago got his first double unders and he did like 30 of them in class. The very first time he ever did double unders. And it was so cool, like, to be able to help somebody do something that they didn't think they could do. It's so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's rad. It just brings it. It brings it just so you don't have to, you don't have to keep doing PRs because yeah. other people are doing it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so it's rad. So then, uh, so near future, you know, you're saying you want to, of course, like now we get like you go, you want to make it to the games. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's where we're, that's where we're coming into now because the open's coming up here in a few months and stuff like that. So we, we wish you best of luck on that Thank going you. into there. So that'll be coming up. And then I guess like distant future. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still figuring uh, yeah. it out. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we all are. You know yeah. what I mean? We all think we got it down. Like, I mean, you're, you're still too young. Like I'm looking at retiring, but you're just getting started. So. <laughs> I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm 31 years old and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow yeah. up. <laughs> I'm well past that, and I'm still trying to do it. Yeah, well, in the near future, have you found anybody in uh, Nevada that has uh, caught your eye, taken on a date? Like, have you have you seen any of that stuff going on? Getting into it. Let's, let's, Not yet. No? I mean, you've been there for a month. I'm surprised they haven't flocked to you yet. I've, I've been oh to Fallon. It's, they're, they're desperate for good-looking women, and uh, so... I don't do her. anything have, except go yeah, to the gym. We have so. to keep her out of that. Out of that. But you can. I'm, that's where I found up. my wife, my second wife. <laughs> we met at the gym, so I mean, there's always that. There is. There is. You're always there. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on, Leah. And so we have. I'll post all this information you gave to me too. I got your Instagram at. Uh, Leah under slash Miller, and then we'll kind of post that stuff out there on that. All right. Did uh, she used to have a nickname too, Vinny? You might like this one. Okay. Well, was that? Did I miss it? I forget about it, huh? No. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) But she'll tell you before we get because then I got a gift for her. But okay. What was your nickname? Um, So when I was in ROTC, uh, we always went by our last name because you know the military, you go by your last name. Right. And there were two Millers. And uh, one of the cadre just got really frustrated that every time he would say Miller, both of us would turn around. So he, one day he was like, all right, I'm tired of this. From now on, 
He looks at the other guy, he goes, you're Miller. And he looks at me and he goes, you're Miller Light. <laughs> so from Miller then on, Light. I was Miller Light. See, and I had so, Miller High Life. I had Miller High Miller. Life in my in my brain. I was <laughs> like, all right. But, I mean, Vinny don't drink Miller Light, but <laughs> might have to bring one on for the next time. No. Just, just for like. <laughs> I'm good. You don't like beer. He doesn't drink beer. <laughs> he always drinks the foo-foo stuff. All right. Well, cool. Well, we thank for coming on. We got you a shirt, too. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we got you a flap in your gum shirt, Hell of yeah. course, with some merch <laughs> on there. And then uh, we got the little design on the back there. That's awesome. Uh, if you're not, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the design. If not, it's, that's legitimately the silhouette of Vinny and my head. <laughs> So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Mine's the fat yeah. one. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the one with no neck. The one with no neck. My, my, I, I had him trim off the double chin there. I had him trim it yeah. down a little bit. So. Yeah, you had to do some editing A little on bit of Photoshop. Thing, huh? I mean, it's, it's a silhouette. Nobody yeah. knows. You know. Yeah, you know, that's right. All right. Well, well thank you so on. much. That was rad. Thanks for so, having me. This is yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll get you again, too, and we'll just kind of. Maybe do like a whole, get a couple more people on here and do like a group well, session. I want to have her on here ass. and see how the uh, qualifiers went in, you know, the in February, the, the Open. Yeah. Let's, yeah. We'll let's recap how the Open We'll still went. be here. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds, Sounds good. good. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Peace. Peace.